stand and give honor where oh, honor is dude, due. Dude, this guy is just a blessing to us. Thank you, Pastor Dean. Give us a little bit of heaven. Thank you. Stir us up in the Holy Ghost well, this morning. Let's see if we can do that this morning. Well, to start with, I want to just say that uh, I have been blessed to ask to come to and speak to you this morning. And being that I have, uh, I thought about this a little bit as to what I would share. And I uh, was reading in the scripture in the Old Testament about Hezekiah. And I thought, well, you're either owning a business, you're in a business, or working for a business, and, uh, but y'all are working for the Lord. Amen? And so I thought about this, uh, I went, after 60 years, let's see, 60 years, I was 21 years age and I got saved. I was 24 in college. And then, so I actually have been serving the Lord since I was 21, because actually I was a superintendent in a, in a big church and about 600. And uh, I was a youth pastor. I was singing in the choir. I was leading the choir. I was leading the youth ministry uh, at, at the age of 21. So I was actually in bed in the ministry since I've been 21 years of age. I soon will be 81. That means that I've been in the ministry for a few years. And I have been quite a ways around the world. I've been on the other side of the world even preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I, uh, I was thinking, well, how, what can I say to you guys that are owning a business and, and have an application to you, whatever you're doing in life, what could I say to you that would uh, be meaningful to you and helpful for you to even be more successful and more impact for Jesus Christ in your business world? And so I was thinking of Hezekiah came to my mind now, you're not a king, but Hezekiah was in charge of a lot of people. And so are you. You may be in charge of a small business, but you got some employees, or you're an employee and you're working for someone else, but you're responsible for what you're doing. And this thought came to me as I was praying, and I said, the Lord said to this, me, to this, that do not be silent, for silence blocks your blessing. If you're silent of your faith and your walk with God, your business is not flourishing or you're not flourishing in your work as you could if you would stand up and declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. He is going to be the one that guides me and directs me in my work. I am going to be working for him. Yes, I work for someone else or I am in charge with other people, but Jesus Christ is going to be the Lord of my life. Now, how can I make that happen? You know, King Hezekiah, he faced an issue in his life where the uh, king of Assyria had come against uh, Israel and defeated them. And now he's attacking the land of Judah or the tribe of Judah or the king Hezekiah. And so how do we handle problems when we face them in our life? Where do we go? What do we seek? How do we, for, how do we determine how we're going to overcome uh, the tax of life? Business is not going well. 
we're being attacked by other things in our lives. Uh, families are not doing well. What, how do we solve this issue in our lives as men of God? Hezekiah faced an issue where this king of Syria was attacking him, and, and they'd already taken out Israel. Now they're going to take out Judah. Well, he's going to try and do it on his own abilities, in his own efforts, right? So I've got, to, I've got this problem, and so I'm just going to take care of it. Somehow I'm just going to confront it, and I'm going to take care of it however I can do it in the flesh. And you're not thinking of that, but that's how you're acting. On issues that you faced in life, the first thing you do is you're going to try and act or respond to the circumstances in the flesh. So now we're going to do something that maybe we can appease the issue. And that's what Hezekiah did. He tried to appease this king of Assyria who has actually attacked him. And so he gave him some gold. I'd like to attack a few of you guys, and you'd just give me your gold, because I could use your money. <laughs> and if you gave me a little, guess what? I'll be back. And that's what happened. If we don't handle our problems correctly, that's, that's not going to go away. It's going to keep on coming back and attacking you, regardless if it's a family issue, regardless if it's a a business issue, whatever it is that there's attack of the enemy against you, you, you better know how to handle the issues. And it's not going to appeasing, it's not going to be the issue. You're going to stand up and say, I know who I am in Christ Jesus. I know that I'm more than a conqueror through him who loved me and gave himself for me. I know that I can call things that be not as though they were. I know that I can change things because I'm going to go to the one who knows the answer to it and, and, and he's going to give me the answer and I'm going to uh, respond the way he would respond and the victory will be mine and yours. King Hezekiah gave away gold. You know, he got, he got so far to the place where he, he was running out of gold that he, the only thing he had left was gold hinges and golden doorknobs. And now he's given that to this king of Assyria to keep him at bay. What do we do when we issue, find we're facing problems in life? What do we do to try to keep the issue at bay? We don't really deal with it the way we ought to deal with it. You're a husband, you're a father. How do you deal with the problems in the home? You try to deal with the issues of where the world would deal with it? I had a daughter in high school. I had two daughters and my, my oldest daughter is the wife of uh, One of the only men that I would allow her to marry was Bruce Nimchik, who plays and sang for us tonight, led us this morning in worship. And my daughter, Julie, is an awesome gal. 
and she will deal with issues the way she needs to deal with issues because she was taught properly, but she responded and listened to God. She wasn't going to marry this boy that came to the house unless I approved. <laughs> and I kicked three of them out. She'd come home and I'd, she'd say, what do you think, Dad? And I said, that man, that young man has no, he has no uh, politeness. He has, he's, he just, if a kid came to your door and he was dating your daughter and uh, he walks into your kitchen after you've met him, he goes out in your kitchen and opens up your refrigerator <laughs> and didn't ask. I said, there's no way. <laughs> And when they came in to visit me, because that's what I had demanded, that when you go out, you bring him in, I'll meet him, you get finished reading, and you can go. And this young man that she brought home walked in the door, and he was a gentleman. And he was polite, and he sat down in the living room, and we talked about Jesus. And so... I just right away said, okay, let's get you married. <laughs> anyway, Bruce married Julie, and uh, I'm delighted that Bruce has done that. But you see, but I was handling this with God's going to be in control of this thing. And I need his wisdom how to deal with people that come in to meet my daughters. And um, so... I thought I'd share just a little bit of, you know, Hezekiah faced an issue, and we face issues. How do we deal with it? Are we silent? Are we just trying to just deal it with money or, or just small talk? Or, you know, how do you deal with issues of people? I'll tell you, one thing I like about a business, because I've been in the business world, one thing I like about it is if somebody isn't, isn't satisfied with my work, I've always said, matter of fact, when I was hired in here, the, the first job I had here was when I came back from the mission field. Was in a, I started out as a custodian here. And the, the job was available when we walked into this place and I heard Dwayne preach and I said, this is the place where we're going to go to church. So we, we got in here and uh, this, I think it was the second Sunday and I opened up the bulletin and, and, and I'd been working on the roofing and... Uh, I'm getting into the 60s, and I don't want a roof anymore. And so, because a part-time job till we made my transition. So, anyway, I see this bulletin. It says, a custodian. Well, I've been known all over the world. <laughs> Not over the world, but I've been out of the world, you know, the other side of the world. And I've gotten this name that was Clean Dean. And, and so, I thought, you know, th to clean this... This is what I clean the house. My wife didn't clean the house. You say, what are you, a hen-picked husband? No. My wife worked and I worked. And I helped her clean the house. And I'm clean. And I want it clean. Uh, I feel I'm, that I'm out of style here because I don't have the shirt and the tie. No, I feel very comfortable with this way I am. But clean. And so I said, that job's mine. And I walked in, and I met the guy that was hiring, and I said, he said, uh, well, this is what we do, and we work from excellence. 
And I said, that is excellent. And he thought I was playing on his word. And I said, no, I, will, I, I know what you mean. And when I'm doing the cleaning, it will be so clean. But if, you miss, if I miss anything, you be sure and tell me. But I'll clean it, and I know what clean means because I'm a mean dean. I took the job, and that's what I've been saying. I've been here ever since then. I'll be, uh, I don't know, somewhere around 19 years, 20-some years that I've been here ministering, and it's been a joy to serve the King of Kings and Lord of the Lord here. How do we deal with issues? Well, you've got to go to God and ask God, how do I deal with issues of life? And the Lord Jesus always will have an answer for you. <clears throat> King Hezekiah, he goes to the point where he can't, he has, there's no place to return. So now he, he says, he sends this on a, a, a official person to see the prophet Isaiah. And I got to have a word from God. We could have saved a lot of time. We could have saved a lot of time. But he went to, got a word from Isaiah, the prophet, and he came back and he had a word from God. And God told him what he was to do. <clears throat> and so he responded as to what God told him to do. And of course, the battle was won simply by the fact that he had looked to God for the answer. Did he do anything else? No, he went to bed that night. And when he got up in the morning... There was 185,000 soldiers dead in the field that was destroyed by one angel because God answered him. And this is what he did. When he got the word of God, I love this. When I get the word of God and I want to hear what God has to say, I listen to what God has to say, and that's how we're going to do it. And so God sent his word and said, I will take care of it. And he went to bed. You got to listen to God and take directions from God. Wherever you're, whatever you're doing, whatever you are in life, whatever situations you're facing in life, all these years that I've been walking with God, the answer is if I'm issue, I have an issue to deal with, I get on my knees before God and ask God for an answer. How do I do this? What do you want me to do? And you know, there's a lot of answers that come right up to you. If you're in the word a lot, the answer will come to you. And it was this, call on me and I'll answer you. And he'll give me the answer, what I need. And I trust him with it. What if you got up in the morning and you stood there praying to God? And by the way, that's what you better be doing. Amen. You better get up in the morning. The first thing you're talking to is the one who is going to lead you today and empower you and, 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 and prosper you in all your ways. And I know that, and you know it. And so I get up in the morning, and I talk to the Lord, and I'm asking for wisdom. And one morning he said to me, what time I get up? He said to me, Philippine Islands. I said, Philippine Islands? What was that? 
and he left. <laughs> well, I said, well, I haven't the ability, how to go to, Phil I'm, we're going to Philippine Islands. So I told my wife, we're going to the Philippine Islands. Now, people, would think, people thought I was crazy. Even Christians thought I was crazy. Because I said, we're going, we're going to the Philippine Islands. Said, Where? I don't know. When? I don't know. Who are you going to beat? I don't know. We're just going to the Philippine Islands. And my wife was excited. I'm excited because I heard the word of God say, you're going to the Philippine Islands. So I started sharing that. A friend walked up to me and he said, uh, I hear you're going to Philippine Islands. I said, yeah, we're going to Philippine Islands. When? I don't know yet. Where are you going? I don't know yet. Who are you going to be with? I don't know yet. But he said, well, I got 50 bucks. I'm, on, I'm putting it on to help you get there. I had $50. I went to a pastor and I said, hey, we're going to Philippine Islands. He said, where are you going to go? And he said, I don't know. Who are you going to see? I don't know. I just know I'm going to Philippine Islands. He says, you're crazy. You're crazy. I said, well, all I know is I'm going to Philippine Islands. The next day, I'm in my home on Coit Avenue, and my phone rang, and it was back when the phone was on a receiver, you know. <laughs> I didn't get a text. I picked up the phone and I said, hello. And he said this, and this is what you heard, I heard. Pastor Dean, this is Pastor Casamara, Philippine Islands. Want to come to the Philippine Islands? Makati, next to Manila. We, pre we do preach the gospel with us. We do 12 crusades, come, six weeks, come. I know who I'm going to see. I know where I'm going. I know how I'm going to be there. I know what I'm going to be doing. Amen. Now, why am I saying this? Well, this, you, you, see, you get up in the morning, you got to give your heart to God and say, Lord, whatever you have for me today, I'm ready to do it. And I'm going to be a testimony for you today. People are going to see Jesus in my life today. And I declare that. Now, I said to you, silence will keep the blessings. Well, I am not going to be silent, and you're not going to be silent. I want your mouth to be opened, declaring the works of God in your life, and declaring that God's got something for you, and he's going to change something in your business. Well, believe it, and then take it and receive it, and it's not there yet. I didn't have a place to go, but I knew I was going to Philippine Islands because he said so. Well, you got to have a lot of things going to Philippine Islands, and I needed... As I started figuring it out, okay, now we got to figure out how this is going to happen. Six weeks, i got to have it. I took care of all the expenses, the air, airlines, and everything to go there for six weeks and come back home, take care of everything. I needed $7,000, $7,000. Now, Hezekiah had to have an answer, and he got an answer, and God took care of it. Well, I believe God's the same God that was for Isaiah or Hezekiah as it is for me. And I believe that God will meet every need I have. And I believe he'll give me wisdom and direction if I just seek him and ask him. And this is what I'm saying to you men this, men this morning. This is what, I, what thrills my life. This is what satisfies my life. Because I go to my God who has the answer for everything I have needed in life. Amen. And he's always fulfilled it. I needed $7,000. So, 
instead of going and telling people I need $7,000, I just knew I needed $7,000. And I knew that my God would supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus because I spoke it and believed it. I didn't need to have a, a, a host of people agreeing with me. I knew I could just go to God, believe that it's all taken care of. And so I told my wife, I said, It'll all be taken care of. This is what we need. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And so I go to work. Second day, I come home and my wife says, next door, I've been trying to lead this gym across the street to the Lord for years. And he said to me one day, he said, Dean, he said, I don't need God. He says, all I'm working for is that when I become a millionaire, Uh, That's my goal. And I try to tell him, Jim, that's not your goal. Because when you get me a million dollars, and even if you don't reach it, and you die, you have no hope at whatsoever but eternal punishment. And you didn't gain nothing. And Jim says, Dean, I don't believe that stuff. Okay. Well, his wife came across the road And she said to me, she said, I understand you're going to the Philippine Islands. She's a Christian. And she said, "Uh, I understand you're going to the Philippine Islands. I said, yeah, we're going. And she says, you know, I would love to go there, but I can't. But I can one way, and that is with you, by helping you. So she handed me a check. And I walked in the house, and I said to my wife, she says, look, $1,000. I asked God to meet all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I didn't ask someone, hey, will you help me? Now, I'm not against that. I got letters, you know, that kids are going to camp or someplace and, or they're going to Mexico. And, and so I'd give them a $50 because they send me a letter and say, yeah, so. But, uh, so I'm not knocking that. I'm not knocking that. I'm just thinking, saying this, gentlemen. God is my source. He's your source. And I've learned to do that. I to go to God and let him bring that answer to my need. And so we got $1,000. Next morning, the Lord spoke to me and said this. Give the $1,000 away. <laughs> what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> I only got six more to go. Now, listen to me very closely here. I said, Lord, I only, I, got, I only got six more to go. He said, if I can give you one, I can give you ten. I don't know if you would have thought about this, but it hit me. Tithe, blessing. We wrote that check out and sent it to a mission field. Now, we're three months out from going to the Philippine Islands. And a month before we left, do you know what I had in the bank? I had people coming up to me. I never asked anyone for a dime. I'm not saying that that's that's what you could do there, but I I just didn't ask. God said you're going to do it. He's going to do it. And people walked up to me. They would give... 
There was a friend of mine in this church. He walked up to me one morning. He said, Dean, he said, you know, the other day, I just got a $500 check as a return on taxes, and the Lord told me to give it to you. And I said, I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) And I took it. Someone came up to this room, and they said, I want to give you $100. I want to give you $500. I want to give you $200. I want to give you $400. And they gave me this money. They just gave me money. There's men in this room that gave me money. They gave it to God to get the work done. And before I was ready to leave, I had $10,000 given to me to go to the Philippine Islands. Hallelujah. You know, Hezekiah, he gave all that stuff away, but I didn't have to do that. And Hezekiah, because of the grace of God, gave Hezekiah victory, and he won. And that king actually ended up becoming a, eating in the field as an animal. See, God will take and meet every need you have. And you know what? I declare this today, and I declare it every day of my life, that Jesus is Lord. He provides all my need. I don't have to worry about anything. I have no cares to take care of. There's a lot of things that come your way, but I know the one is able to take care of all my need and your need if you just seek him and declare it. He said, you call things that be not as though they were. That's what he said to do. Why don't we do it? And then don't sit around and worry about, well, it's not happening. It's not happening. Yes, it's already happened. It's already happened. I needed $7,000. It's already happened and more. And God says, you go and you lay hands on the sick. And I went to the Philippine Islands and there for six crusades in six months or weeks, and we saw miracles. And I didn't even believe that. I really was not into this healing thing. You know, I was a Baptist. I wasn't into this Holy Ghost spirit thing. I wasn't in it. I was a Baptist. But not now when I'm going to the Philippine Islands. I had been baptized in the Holy Spirit. I was excited about God, and I believed in the gifts. And I walked in there at the first service. I got up and I sang a song. And then I preached the gospel. And I mean, I was preaching the word of God about healing and deliverance. And, and then when I got done preaching, I said, now, if whoever's in this audience and you got a need, I don't care what need it is. You come down to this aisle. You come down here. God will meet you. And that need will be met. And I'm talking about you didn't have to beg like the Baptist. I'm not knocking the Baptist. That's how I got saved. But I mean, they were always continuously singing another verse, another verse, another verse, just to get somebody to come down. I'm telling you, I said, if you have a need, you come down, God will meet you. And I'll tell you, it was. Now, when it came down, guess what? I didn't have any experience of this before. But you see, if you're walking with God, You're trusting God in everything that's going on in your life. You're trusting God for everything you have need. And that's what I was. I was totally surrendered to this, whatever God you have. And the gifts started to flow. And I heard, I felt a heat come over my body. 
And I heard a voice right here tell the woman I just healed her of cancer. Tell the woman I just healed this woman of, of, its, of the, a liver disease. And when I went to touch them, I didn't even get near them. And they hit the floor. And they got up. And they started dancing. And they said, we're healed. They knew they were healed. Eight-year-old boy rolled up in a wheelchair and said, this boy has never walked in his life. And I said, well, in the name of Jesus, silver and gold, I have I none. But that which I have, I give unto you. Rise up and walk. And the kid pushed himself up in the chair. They put him on the ground and he ran. <laughs> Glory to God. If you're silent about who you are in Christ, then there is no blessings flowing in your life. But if you're not, if you'll stand up and say, bless God, I'm a child of God and the anointing is on me and whatever you want me to do. You want me to step up there to my friend or my yeah. employee and he's got a sickness, lay hands on him in the name of Jesus and declare him healed in Jesus' name. If you're afraid to do that, there's nothing going to happen. Because, but I'll tell you, you, you all know this. You all know this. God is able to do beyond what you could even ask or think. And he's here in this room with us this morning, able to do more things in your life than you have ever dreamed of doing. Being your business growing, your work wherever you are serving is going to get better for you. You'll have better relationships. Your, the, um, the income will come. You're, if you're facing some illnesses in the home, it's going to change. If you'll just stand up and say, bless God, I'm calling on the name of the Lord. And Jesus said this, you call things that be not as though they were. Well, he did it. And he's got, if he had the Holy Spirit's in you, you can do it. And men... It didn't take me 60 years to learn this and to experience it. I was only 24 years old. Graduated from Bible college. And I was laying hands on the people then. I remember before I, I, before I got, when I got out of high school, a college, I was assistant pastor, a youth pastor. And I went to prayer meeting. I went to the hospital with the pastor of that church. And I learned something there that has changed my life. I'll never be like that. Because the prayer that he prayed was a prayer of unbelief. And that person never got off that bed. I'm not criticizing that. I'm just saying that's a fact. But when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, I said, my God, no wonder they don't know how to pray. There's no power there. And I'm telling you, men, everyone in this room, 
If the Spirit of God is leading you and you are walking with God and you're declaring that you are able to do beyond what you could even ask or think, you could be more powerful in the church. You can be more powerful in your business. And you ask God who is able to do it, give you that wisdom, give you that love, give you that ingenuity, that God will change your, the rest of your life, you'll be changed. Explosion of the Holy Spirit moving in and through your lives. And that's what we need to be, men of God, that will stand up and stop compromising our lives like Hezekiah, but say, no, my God, and I know who I am in Christ Jesus. And gentlemen, you ought to know who you are in Christ Jesus. You're more than a conqueror. And you're a man of God who is given the privilege and the honor to serve a living God who is able to do beyond what you haven't even begun to imagine. I want you to go out of this place today. God said, these men are going to be challenged by my spirit through you, so I know you've been challenged. And I know the spirit of God has been speaking to you, and I know this, that you will go out of this place different than when you came in here. Because you know who you are. And if you're not here, if you're here today and you don't know the Lord, I'm given an invitation. Now, you may all be saved. But I'm going to just ask you to just, let's just pray a minute. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. I just, for a moment, I want you to be silent before God. Shh. If you're here today and you have never received Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I want you to raise your hand up. Nobody's looking around. So if you're here today, you've never said, Lord Jesus, come into my life and be the Lord of my life. You've never done that. You need to do that today. We're all saved. We're all got the Lord in our lives. Well, then let me say this to you. I want everybody, when I say this, to raise your hand. I want, I want you to raise your hand when I say so. But I want you to do this. When I say raise your hand, you're saying, I am sold out to God, and I'm going to be the man of God that you want me to be, and I'm going to raise my hand and declare it. And I want you to raise your hands. If you're, you're saying, I want God to be the God of my life, and I'm going to let God be the Lord of my life, I'm going to let the light of shine power of God shine to me. I'm going to be a man that will be able to minister to people because I've got the answer. It's Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. May you just fill these men as they go. Father, we thank you for the love of God and your grace and Father, for your presence, Holy Spirit, that's here today. To, wow, think about this. All these men, Lord, Filled with the Holy Spirit and walking out of here and ready to do the kingdom business. And they know that whatever issues they're facing today, the answer is already answered. They don't have a need. It's already been fulfilled by God's grace and his love and his mercy. And it's already been taken care of in Jesus' name. And we give you the praise, Lord. Let's give the Lord praise. Amen.